Hello and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. A person contacted me and he said, I'm contacting you because I need to find myself. And this person, so-and-so, said that you could help me do that. And I said, I'm sorry, but she misinformed you. So he was a little bit taken back and he said, well, she mentioned that she was going through a number of hard times and was trying to rid herself of some traumas and you helped her fully heal from that. And I responded, that part is accurate. Again, he kind of looked at me perplexed and said, well, you can't help me find myself. And I said to him that that would be the worst injury that I could deliver to him is to help him find himself. And of course, at that moment, he was completely out of sorts. Did not understand what I was saying to him. So let me go on to explain and share with you in part what I shared with him. First, let's take up what we mean by being lost. You've probably said this to yourself. I feel lost right now. And what people usually mean when they say they feel lost is that there is some unacceptable, unmanageable level of ambiguity, pain, or fear that has gripped you in such a way that you literally feel as though you're lost. Now, some of the things that can trigger feeling lost, at least from the people that I've assisted over time, has been, could be getting fired from a job. It could be going through a breakup or a divorce. The loss of a loved one, that is someone that we love, passes away. Or, alternatively, is diagnosed with a serious, life-threatening disease. So there are a number of different things that could trigger this phenomenon that we call being lost. But at the root of it, there's a sense of too much ambiguity, too much uncertainty, not knowing which way is up or down, as we say, left or right, whether you're coming or going. Nothing seems to make sense. That is a true state of being lost, that you almost feel completely mobilized. You cannot decide because you don't know what makes sense anymore. Now, if you are truly in that state or have ever been in that state, then that was a moment of beauty or if you are presently in that state, this is the moment of beauty. Why do I say that? Well, Some people might say, look, Sensei, I've 
it wasn't because of a certain situation that I feel lost, but I've had a general sense of being lost in life, not knowing what it is exactly that I'm doing here. I'm doing things, but are they the things that I really want to do? Or are they just the things I should do or a combination of both? I don't know. And so for some of you who may be listening who have not explicitly raised this question to yourself or others, implicitly, the way you're living your life, you are stating, I'm lost. Because remove the thing or things, usually responsibilities, and we can throw in things like work family, kids, whatever the case may be, whatever it is daily you fill your life with, if it is not something that is fulfilling for you, there is just this kind of underbelly, if you will, of saying, yeah, I'm doing stuff, but I can't really say that outside of doing those things for X, Y, Z purpose because I'm responsible, because I should do it because I ought to, because I have to, there's a sense of not really knowing why you are here. And that is a, I can tell you, if you desire any clarity in life, if you desire really wisdom and spiritual depth, that is a great place to be in. Now, why did I tell this person I could not help him find himself? And in fact, I would be delivering the worst injury to him that I possibly could by doing that. And I wasn't joking. And so I want to explain this because you might think that's just mere uh, clever talk. Far from it. What happens when people go on a journey to find themselves? And I've met many such people. I'm trying to find myself. And they will turn to many different things. Some people turn to addictive behavior of one sort of another. Right? This can be anything from drugs and alcohol, uh, addictions to sex, pornography, right? All of these types of things. But these don't always have to be negative things that people turn to. Because you have what I call uh, people engaged in spiritual play. (laughs) And I make a distinction between those engaged in spiritual play and those engaged in spiritual seeking. So a lot of people, a larger group falls into this group of spiritual play. And what do I mean by that? Well, they dabble a little bit in this, they dabble a little bit in that. Oh, you know, I'm into the Akashic Records. Uh, Now I'm into Sufism or Tasawuf, right? Uh, I'm into, you know, now I'm into yoga. Now I'm into Buddhism. Now I'm into, you know, Gnostic Christian doctrines, all these types of things, right? And they kind of still never really find any solidity, no grounding. And as soon as they're tired of hearing one song, so to speak, they just change the tune. 
and there are enough traditions, philosophies, ways of being in the world that you could literally spend your whole life going from here to there and never arriving anywhere. And some of that seeking for those who are engaged in what I call spiritual play might actually be a true desire to do something. In fact, that something usually is to find themselves. Is this you? Is this someone you know? And so you go in with a intention that I believe, and for what I have observed, will ultimately lead you to a worse position. Now, people might say, no, you know, I had a great experience. I was doing plant medicine and I was doing this and that retreat. And I'm not saying that these things themselves are of no benefit or no use. But if you go into it with the purpose of trying to find yourself, who am I? Has been one of these questions that people say is so profound. I am actually the only one that I know <laughs> that doesn't believe that the profundity of that question is, I don't believe that it's that profound, to put it simply. And I think that in that questioning, and then we have to know how to question in our spiritual journey. We have to know how to question. And when I start with this question, who am I? or alternatively stated as a statement, I'm trying to find myself. I'm telling you that that will lead to a great deal of suffering. And again, I know this is counter to a lot of what many of the greats, quote unquote, have said, and certainly uh, a lot of the pseudo-spirituality that we see these days. Uh, this is what is sold. Come find yourself in fill in the blank. But here's the problem with this trying to find yourself, if in fact you're truly lost. Because anyone who decides to try to find themselves, you will find it. Did you hear what I said? You will find that self. So don't worry about that. You will find that self. But here's the problem. Once you find that self, now you've erected this puppet, this phantom that now needs to be defended, that now has all of these attachments. Maybe the attachment is directly to that tool or that process that you use to help find yourself. I did hypnosis and that really allowed me to see who I really am. And so now your attachment is to this process called hypnosis. You know, I went into, you know, 20 different retreats and now you're addicted to retreats because only when I'm there, I can find myself. Do you see where I'm going with this? You set up the parameter of seeking to find yourself. I say you will find that self and you will suffer as a result of finding that self. Because that self is going to have to constantly be refined, defended, and may become even offensive to others. So why would you want to set up something, a quest to find yourself or a self, 
when ultimately that will bring you suffering. Reflect on this for a moment. Sounds good, doesn't it? I want to find myself. Who am I? And I say, don't start there. You shut off an entire different possibility, a completely different line of inquiry, a completely different journey that could be free of attachment to a self that you have created, a phantom, a shadow. a drop of water on a blade of grass. Even though you may think and feel in the moment or for some time, this is it. This is who I am. And if you live life long enough, or if karmically, life deals you just the right set of circumstances, that self will cause you to suffer. Now, you might say, no, what if it's a good self? I'm doing good things. I'm, you know, eating clean and doing that. I'm being kind to people, being compassionate. All those things are wonderful. However, if they're done based on the foundation of a false self in all selves, let me say all selves are false. And what do I mean? They don't last. They don't endure. And something deep inside of you, once the exuberance wears off of like, this is who I am to the world. I am a so-and-so, so-and-so profession or so-and-so adherent, so-and-so follower. At some point, something will challenge that or a number of some things will challenge that identity. And you will suffer as a result of trying to make sense of the impermanence of phenomena the shifting nature of things because that particular identity won't have what it takes to face that situation. And then what happens? You have to experience the death of that self. You have to do like maybe some entertainers do, a remix. Can't come up with anything new, so you're going to do a, re- a remix of what was once maybe you thought a hit. And that process of remaking oneself over and over again because of some false sense of a self is not the same as taking a different path where no self has been erected. And so there's nothing to prepare for. That you're free in every breath Literally, because you are not anchored to a self. You are not chained to a self. Rather, your understanding in the way that you experience life directly allows for a substantive presence of awareness that no set of circumstances can crush. No set of circumstances can make you feel as though, oh no, I have something to defend here. I know this is the truth. 
or I know this is right, but I'm a this, so I can't do that. Or alternatively, because I am this, I must do that. Even though something deeper is telling me this is not the right thing. All having to do with whether there's a presence of a self or not. So for those of you who are truly lost, I'm telling you it's a beautiful place to be in. But do not destroy that opportunity, that sense of feeling unhinged, no coordinates. No, you have to press forward. In a good way, in an intelligent way, in a heartfelt way, into that abyss. So that you have no need for a ship, no need for a compass. Because your awareness, the awareness that you are experiencing, will carry you. does not need to be erected, reconstructed, reconfigured, remixed. But the moment you find yourself is the moment you've set yourself up for unnecessary suffering. So, this is what I shared with that individual. And I asked him to think about this because I was quite serious about not aiding him unto a path of suffering by helping him find himself. It leads to a path that will ultimately lead to suffering. At some point, it won't be able to withstand the combination of circumstances that come into your awareness. And then you'll be forced to shift or not. In either case, it will be painful. In one case, trying to maintain permanence, which is an impossibility. Nothing is permanent. Or you'll have to shift and feel the pain of constantly changing for reasons created by this self. So it's not that things change that are the problem. It is that once a self is erected, that self needs some sense of permanence, of continuity of experience to maintain its falsehood which you created. This is a very subtle matter not to be taken lightly. And I implore you to think about this very deeply. Wherever you are on your path, is there something that you're seeking that is finite? This thing we call a self. And if so, pump the brakes, step off the path, 
pull over. Take a breath. And ask yourself at this moment, are you creating in life a self that you hope endures for the duration of your lifetime? I'm a so-and-so and I must forever be that. There are very few things in life. Listen to me closely. There are very few things in life that we choose that we cannot unchoose. Reflect on that. What choices have you made to erect this self that you could not unchoose? Not that you don't want to unchoose, not that you feel would be irresponsible to unchoose. No, we're pushing past that because that's the self. That's what the self says. No, you, you did this. There's no way you cannot not do this or you've never done this. So you can't do that. You can't have contentment in life. You can't love people. You can't trust people. We don't do that because remember this thing that happened to us and that's our reason. That's our proof that we can't do that. That's for other people. But this self, we don't do that. No. If that self wasn't there, there would be nothing to defend. There would be no repository of false evidence as to why this self must endure or this self must die. Being truly lost is a spiritual advantage. And if you perceive yourself to be on solid ground, I ask you, upon which is that belief built? Because things are going well for this self. It only takes one breath for it all to change one incident for it all to change. So start focusing on not erecting a self, not finding out who am I. Ah, even every time I say that, it just sends a chill down my spine because it's the shackles that come with that are immense karmically and otherwise. Seeking does not require a seeker. That's what I'm going to leave you with. Seeking does not require a seeker. Until next time, wishing you peace and blessings. And that concludes this episode of Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me today. I also want to quickly mention several ways in which you can support my work. One, wherever you're listening to this podcast or this episode right now, 
If there's the ability to leave a review or a five-star rating, I would definitely appreciate that. Secondly, if you'd like to learn more about my background, my books, the services that I offer, where my social media sites are, or you'd like to invite me to speak publicly, please visit plantpoweredbuddhist.com. You can do all of that there. Third, if you have a family member, a friend, or a colleague who you think would benefit from my content, please share this episode or my podcast with that person or those people. Lastly, in this episode that you just listened to, there is a clickable link. And if it's not clickable, you can cut and paste it into your browser. That will take you to a page where you can begin to support my work monetarily on a monthly basis for as little as $1 a month. If you could find it in your heart to do any of those things, I would deeply appreciate it. Until next time, peace and blessings.